And just like that. <laughs> it's 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 you, you get into the the podcast mode. You get into the podcast mode, Steph. Steve Maraboli podcast. Whispers of genius, echoes of madness. You've captured me for a second. You captured me. I'm sorry. I've been tough to get a hold of lately. Happy to be back. Getting a lot of positive feedback from whatever number the last episode was. Yeah. Um. Six six seven. Six six seven. And we keep going. You got another one for us today? Yep, 668. I absolutely (laughs) love it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for uh, being patient with my schedule. Thank you for, really, though, thank you for participating in our social media. It is so cool to see how many people share. I think uh, last month was 80 million. Maybe that was just on Facebook. Was that just Facebook? Uh, Yeah, it was just Facebook, but Instagram's been growing. the, The idea of... 80 million people reading and sharing my stuff in the course of a month is absolutely incredible. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, I can't tell you, all of you listening, um, the ones that participate in that, thank you so much. Uh, the ones that don't, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you ignore me that way? <laughs> tell people what we're doing. Tell people what we're doing. Not only do I say it, I live it. Share, 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 share. Uh, so thank you so much. You could check out, our social media i'm steve maraboli on twitter instagram and um author steve maraboli on facebook yes see (laughs) i know things (laughs) um what do you got going on all right so thank you everyone for the comments uh we had some dashi was really happy two in a week thank you people are really excited that we're doing another show awesome yeah, well, well, so we knock out. Uh, I appreciate you, you uh, taking time and coming here when, when, <laughs> when I have a little gap in the schedule. So I know it's not always so convenient to you, but thank you because you you do this, you get this out there, and uh, a lot of people don't know that uh, I do participate in social media in in the sense that I get to as many messages as I can, but the posting and and all of the scheduling and all the stuff you see is really Steph and her team. So. Uh, thank you to you. What do we got going thank on? Thank you. So today, I think that we should talk about your opinion is not my reality. <laughs> I just, Wait, what's for the, that look? I was just staring at you. I was like, how long can I just stare no. at you after you say that until you have an awkward laugh? And I believe it was about two seconds. Like you're like sweating. sweating. I knew it. I knew it. I do it on the on the other podcast, the MMA mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, we have a guy in there who's who, who's a little bit of a loose cannon. Yeah. And so now I've been practicing on him. That when yes. he says something, if I answer right away as if it's conversation, it flows. But if I pause for a couple of seconds, he kind of he kind of gets starts sweating like yeah. he did. So that was really funny. Yeah, so you can't thank see you it. for allowing me to uh, humor yeah. myself uh, with that awkward Thanks. two seconds. So uh, your opinion is not my reality, is what you want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, well, we have so many... A shortage of so many things, teachers and scientists, but what we don't have a shortage of are people's opinions. <laughs> right. Well, every well, because that's that's simple. Opinions are simple, and it seems that uh, I don't know. It seems to me like the more ignorant the opinion, the louder it is mm. at, at that time, or the more people shout it and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I, I think that the origins of that idea, your opinion is not my reality was really when when I was 
again engaging this is this is 20 years ago i mean when i was really engaging in the idea of um your agreement with reality and that that your agreement with reality defines your life and that nothing in life along with that and so along with the idea of, of steve is a, a story i'm telling myself as long with that idea of stephanie's a story you're telling yourself and through the persistence of self we wake up with our stories every day uh, when i when i'm starting to understand that and i was saying things like you 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 only quote unquote see things that validate your agreement with reality, right? So your eyes collect data, your ears collect data, and they'll tell you what you're seeing based on your agreement with reality. I was finding that fascinating. Along with this became, so agreement with reality is a story I'm telling myself. So how much of my story is, is being unchecked? Like I'm just accepting this because somebody has told me, I think something's difficult because everyone says it's difficult, but I haven't tried it. I think something's good or bad because someone else's opinion. I think I can or can't because someone else's opinion. And you can you can throw on to conditioning. You can go into Freudian psychology. You can mm -hmm. do whatever you want and throw all the reasons why we minimize ourselves. But most of the reasons is because someone says something to us and we believe it. We we are raised by these authority figures who not until you become an adult do you realize that your parents were also just winging it like yeah. just doing their yeah. best you put them this high authority figure but they were just really two adults doing their best in, in a life that is challenging and so the same with your teachers your teacher was just some adult who had a home life who was doing their best and they had good days and bad days and they also went through divorces mm -hmm. and abuses and like they all did that and then went to teach you things so uh, but we almost taught to accept that information freely um, from those type of authority figures so we we incorporate that in our lives and there's a lot of our story that we accept because we believe it came from an acceptable place and um and this was a time in my life that I just was questioning everything. I went through like my rebellious teen years mm -hmm. in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was really just starting to question everything. But why is this? But why is that? You're telling me I should be happy if I accept this. But you're miserable. You know, and I go back to like the idea of those churches, the churches. If you need money, pray mm -hmm. and the, the windows of abundance shall be opened up to ye. But then they hand out a basket, yeah, right? So yeah. it's like, wait, wh why are you asking? <laughs> if I'm stressing about money, I got to pray. But when you need money, you hand out a basket. What are you? What am I missing here? You know. <laughs> yeah. So I was paying attention to these type of things, and then step just one thing after another. Every single thing I was told I can't do and shouldn't do, I did. And the craziest thing happens when you do that. So the same people, not different people. Mm -hmm. The same people who tell you something can't be done. Once you do it, they suddenly knew it all along. Yeah. They knew it all along. And if anyone can do it, it's you. And here, here they are sometimes just trying to talk you out of it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mocking you. Oh, can you believe Steve's going to try and do that? Oh, can you believe Steve's going to try and... Mm -hmm. Mocking you. So you're you're trying to climb up the mountain that is... I think that's why, on a side note, 
I think that's why some of of my quotes throughout the years come out a little spiky. Mm-hmm. They come out a little bit, a little bit like I'm in a fight. Yeah. And I see it sometimes, and especially when it's when it's out of context. Like I can see the sharpness of some of the the quotes. And what a lot of people don't know, because a lot of social media is a chronology. It's mm-hmm. it's people holding their and ours. Although it's a business page, the business is me. So yeah. it's my name and face. And this is Steve at the gym. And this is Steve giving a talk. And so it, it looks like it's a personal page, but it's not. It's a business page. Just like a restaurant would constantly post pictures of food, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to post food. They're not showing the owner with the dogs and the cats and on the family right. vacation. It's a restaurant page. It shows food and restaurants, right? So our page is that. So, But I don't serve food. I serve thoughts. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a... It's a it's a it's a photo album of my thoughts mm-hmm. mixed in with times I'm giving these sharing these thoughts on a stage, helping companies, helping people. Uh, but the reason I'm saying this is because because it seems like it's a very personal page, people think that it, there's a chronology to it. Like if if you all decide and I'm usually not even the one deciding it, if you all decide that these are the these are the quotes we're posting today. Mm-hmm. Um that this is something that's happening in my life right now. Oh, Steve must be going through something. <laughs> no. no, that's from when I was going through something. I wrote it when I was going through something, but it could have been six months ago and it could have been 17 years ago. Yeah. Uh, you won't know unless you know what book it comes from. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, some of those are really sharp because, and I doubt it's just me for those of you listening out there, haven't you noticed that like life's tough enough and sometimes you're navigating it let's say let's give the the visual of you're running up a hill you're running up a hill and we're all running up this hill of life and it's tiring and sometimes it's too hot and sometimes you're thirsty and sometimes it's exhausting and sometimes you're helping others up and sometimes there are different times that that it's easier and more difficult but always seems like a challenge right and then on top of that, there's people shooting missiles at you. Mm-hmm. The the people who benefit the most from you getting there. Wow, yep. The people who benefit the most for you getting to a successful spot are the ones shooting missiles at you. So yeah, some of my thoughts are spiky. <laughs> They're spiky. And so uh, your opinion is not my reality is, you know, here's 20-something years later, uh, that picture that you did such a great job on with me holding the jujitsu medal. Yeah. And it's like, they said, mm-hmm. you can't do this. Don't do this. You're too old. You can't win. Flash to the picture of me holding the medal with the famous eyebrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because your opinion is not my reality. Yeah. I learned a long time ago, and it was a painful lesson. Because so few people live by this. It's a painful lesson. But I learned a long time ago. Do not confuse another person's inability to do something with its inability to be done. A lot of people, Steph, are just selling you their fears. Yeah. When they say you can't do this, they're just saying, I can't fathom being able to do this. 
I, and, and sometimes it's a compliment. Sometimes your insult is a compliment. You know, I, 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 on my free time, no, I, most of the time now I, I keep a pretty healthy diet. Yeah. I don't follow a specific diet. So anyone's like, what diet are you on? I, I have no answer for you. <laughs> I, I eat the things that don't make me feel good. I cut out and the things that make me feel good. I keep the things that make me feel bloated. I don't have. And the things that make me feel like I can go through the day without either feeling starving or full or mm. blah. We all know that blah feeling. I avoid that kind of stuff. And, and slowly throughout the years, I've pretty much refined it to I keep a pretty consistent diet. And even to the point now, for those of you who have followed me for, for years, you know, like the battles I would have with, you know, pizza and cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. Like I would be staying away from them, but they were, they were like that. They were like the, uh, the, per the poisonous person you can't stop, uh, reuniting with. <laughs> and so it was like, I I'd be walking past the pizza place and it would be like, Psst, come on, Steve, you know, after all we've been through, we could do it. It'll be better this time. <laughs> Oh man, and then I'd 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 fight it off most of the time, uh, but then the one time I wouldn't fight it yeah. off and instantly regret it. Yeah. Um. So I battled that for years, and and now I'm finally to the point where that's, you know, they that's it's not a thing that calls to me anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's not it doesn't sound tempting. It doesn't smell tempting. It's I finally got to that part, and then I also keep pretty fit if I if I'm traveling, which I do a lot. You can be sure that that I'm doing. If there's a, a gym, and most hotels I guess go to have some sort of gym, I might uh, exercise there. I do push-ups and crunches in my room, uh, that kind of stuff. Is there jujitsu in the city that I'm in? You can be sure that I'm doing jujitsu in that city. And then when I'm home, of course, I have my gyms, mm -hmm. right? So I keep pretty fit. Well, in the past year or so, especially since competing in jujitsu, I've taken that fitness. Uh, to the next levels, uh, and you know, as you know, as, as someone who who does have a hand in my schedule, um, I made it part of my work. Yeah. When when in New York, part of my work day is to work out. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so, and not a not a big part, not an unreasonable part, but at least a small part of my work day is going to be the equivalent of a phone call is going to be instead spent. Uh, staying healthy everyone benefits from me being healthy my brain is healthy when my body's healthy um and everyone in my life benefits from this uh, including my readers my listeners and myself mm -hmm. right how can I, how can i expect anybody or anything to ever keep a promise to me if i'm not keeping it to myself so here i am doing this and a couple of people they kind of, they kind of jab at you, Steph. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. never goes away, and so no. I might be at a gym and walking around in a t-shirt. I might be a little sweaty, a little feeling, a little pumped up because I just did a workout. And uh, people I know, some of them are like, "Dude, you look amazing. What are you on?" And I'll say, I'm on nothing. Yeah. I watch what I eat and I exercise. And I was, you know, when I was in the military back in the day, I was really, really fit. Mm -hmm. uh, I was a, a, a military policeman who taught hand-to-hand -hand fighting to other soldiers. I was really fit. 
Um, and then somewhere in the middle, that <laughs> kind of that fitness stayed stuff, just mm-hmm. under a layer of unfitness. Yeah. And so, um, and now I'm back in that muscle memory, and 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 yeah, I feel really fit. And also, I I work really hard and disciplined at it, like I do in my work. Um, and kind of the jab, they're like, you know, kind of like the skeptical face. All right, all right, <laughs> you're on nothing, and. What's meant to be a little jab is actually a compliment because here I am saying the level of commitment I took at 44 years old towards my own personal health, you can't even fathom it, that it would be possible for you without in some way, shape or form augmenting it. And so you throw that on me. Mm Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, 44-year-old version of me realizes that and shrugs it off and thinks it's pretty cool. What you think is a compliment, uh, what you think is an attack is actually a compliment. It's mm-hmm. kind of like if I hear now, dude, you've changed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When I was younger, those jabs would have hurt me and I would have thought, well, have I changed? Have I, I assume it's mm-hmm. the, for the worse. And all they're saying, all those people are are doing is putting their shit on you. They're spilling their story onto you. So when they say you've changed, what they're actually saying is, I have to put you in, I had put you in a category, I had put you in a box, I had made your character story and of what use you are to me in my story and now you're flipping that up. You're nowhere in their equation. Your story is nowhere in their yeah. equation. And, and, and if you subject yourself to that label, to their opinion, you will imprison yourself within the pages of their story. That's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. And so my 20-something self wrestled with that. At forty four, <laughs> at forty four, it's I. Their your opinion means nothing to me <laughs> because it's your opinion. I hope it means everything to you, and I hope it guides you. Mm-hmm. I wish you the best. Yeah, I want you to be happy, successful, healthy. I want you to fall in love with the type of person you'll fall in love with. I want you both to be happy. Endless friendship, endless love. I want that for you. But don't throw your shit on me. Yeah. It used to land. Now it slides right off. <laughs> and and it's and it is that thing. It's it's that thing that 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 we discuss. You to, you get to that point. You tell me one plus one is five. Yep. I'm like, all right, enjoy. <laughs> cool. Enjoy one plus one is five. That's fantastic. I'm not gonna go about my life basing one plus one is five. But if you want to and you're smiling and you feel good, you're not hurting anybody, enjoy that shit. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. And so, um, because somewhere in my story, in my life, I'm doing a one plus one is five. And I don't want you raining on that. Yeah. So it's, I, it, the, the, what you, going back to what you asked me, the opinion is not a reality, is recognizing that although we don't, choose the events that happen in life we do although difficult sometimes although extremely difficult sometimes we do 
choose the events, the, the labels, I'm sorry, the labels we place on those events. And that's where our power is. Our power is to label those events. And as I, I think I said last show, that's where our power of letting go is. That's where our power of perspective mm-hmm. is. That's where that goes. And when, when you look at what opinion is, it's really just the word perspective in a tuxedo. It's not, it's, it's not, we, we have a lot of different words for similar things. Like we have, we're patterns and then we have habits, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's really the same idea, just different words for it. Um, and so opinion is a perspective and I have to, in your reality, maybe you're right, but that I don't have to follow that in my reality. Perspective matters and a person's viewpoint and where they are matters and it can it can matter for black and white i mean and and what i mean by black and white is complete opposites it can matter for that i've told you before if you've ever read my my piece on perspective that let's say steph let's say i'm feeling romantic right Mm -hmm. let's say i'm feeling romantic and i want to take a beautiful stroll along the beach now you all listening have known me long enough that there's probably nothing greater for me than to hold somebody's hand who I love and walk along the beach. That can be my beginning, my end. That can be my heaven. If a, if a heaven exists, mine looks like that. So let's say I decide to go take a, a, a morning walk. I tend to be a morning person. <laughs> So let me, let's say you take a morning walk, holding hands along the beach, watching the beautiful sunrise. Now watching this beautiful sunrise while walking along with somebody I love, the conversation would probably be amazing. It would be a magical moment, especially me, the mushball that I am. I'm sure to say some poetic, insightful, and loving things watching this beautiful sunrise. At the exact same time, not at a different time, the exact same time on the flip side of the hemisphere, along some beach on an opposite hemisphere, there will be another person taking a beautiful walk with someone they love along the beach. Probably trying to steal my line, Steph. (laughs) But they'll be watching the sunset. The same exact moment. Because they're in a different part of the world. While watching this beautiful sunrise. Another person, another couple. Will be watching the same sun. At the same moment, and they will say that they are walking along the beach during a beautiful sunset. Mm -hmm. We will both be correct. Because the reality of it is, we are on a rock that's falling through space. (laughs) and And spinning at dizzying speeds while doing so. And the sun neither rises nor sets. It is our perspective, where we are located, that tells us that where we perceive that the sun is rising or setting, 
it does neither and both. <laughs> and and understanding that, for me, I'm able to look back on things in my life. And, and again, 20-something years old, I struggled with this. This took a lot of like, home this took a lot of like that spiritual kind of diving in and 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 try and learn different ways of meditating and this and like it it took it took some time this version of me snaps into it pretty easily i know that it exists i know i know that the event is only the event because i labeled it that way and that if i stand from a different perspective it looks different I like that. I like that for looking at my past events and and being able to see it from a different perspective. I like it from labels that people place on me that the, and and keep in mind that's never the problem. It's when you accept those labels that it's a problem, but where I can take that power back is that I can then address those labels. Mhm address those labels and and see and find ways to to place new labels on things less less limiting labels because life keeps moving the rock keeps spinning <laughs> and so if the rock keeps spinning and life keeps moving and traffic's still outside and I'm still going to be on an airplane and I'm still going to be on another airplane <laughs> and I'm still going to be on another airplane <laughs> And traffic's going to keep going and the rock's going to keep spinning and there's going to be countless people go- watching sunrises and sunsets and all this stuff. Then why on earth would I place any label upon myself that is finite, that ends a story? Yeah. Everything's spinning. Everything's moving. So are my labels. That's why I said your opinion is not my reality. Ooh, awesome. Were you expecting a three-hour answer to your simple question? Sorry. It's no. <laughs> just how it goes, man. I know. That was great. Um, a lot of our posts this week had to do with opinion and reality and social right. media and things like that. And... Um, I love it when... So, I love it when you and your team, someone's going through some shit. So, you guys pick out, like, all, like, the morbid or relationship stuff and then I get bombarded with messages like, hey, you going through something? Are you okay? And I want to answer. I want to an- I answer usually, hey, thank you so much for mm-hmm. your message. Um, you know, it's, it's the, our page is more like a jukebox. We play some of the best of. Mm-hmm. We mix in some new stuff. It's kind of like my staff is kind of like a DJ. Yeah, that's exactly it. But it's what your- I want to say <laughs> is somebody's going through something, but... Uh, uh, but listen, what I do love about it is you post something and you see the people's reaction. And so you see that I think one of the most recurring things I see is, wow, I needed this today. Yep. So I love that. Because if they knew how many quotes you all have to choose from and the idea that you picked that one if even an emotional reactionary state and definitely not one that I would have picked 
it resonates with the audience and uh and again i love that's i love that i love seeing the the resonating comments and it and it's most of them and some people like oh my god it's like you're in my head and it's and it's number one yes and i'm always in your head (laughs) i got some secret ninja skills and i'm definitely in your head but no but for real more importantly i'm in your life and you're in my life you know why because we're all going through this and we think we're so unique that this crazy situations, mm-hmm. some of the most messed up situations we go in, you think you're unique to that? I promise you, I've been doing this for 20 years. I travel the world and listen to everyone's story. There's like six stories. <laughs> There's eight billion people. There's like six stories. Yeah. It's just the characters change, like the level of the depth of how deep it gets changes, but it's pretty much the same stories. So no, no matter how messed up it is, you're not the only one. Mm. There's so many people on this. Even if I I shared this the other day and some people were like mind blown. I forget where I am. I, I Forgive me, but it was fantastic. But it was, I said, there's so many people, 8 billion people in this world. That means that even if your story is one in a million, which we, we were raised to think one in a million is super rare. Yeah. So and it is super rare. But even if your story is so messed up and so tragic and so difficult and so, you know, uh, 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 so traumatic that it's one in a million, there's still that means there's still 8000 people who have that same <laughs> exact story. So when I tell you I travel and I listen to these stories, mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. And, and it helps me. I have the benefit of this because it helps me in these perspectives. So when someone finally releases and lets go and says, hey, so I have, this is what I have. And, all, and when I'm done listening to it, I'm like, first of all, <laughs> I'm glad you got that out. And this is what I think. Like, oh, my God. it's It's like you're in my head. I'm not. It's just that the story you've been so scared to tell for so long. I've heard a thousand times. Yeah. The names are different. You know, the location is different, mm-hmm. but the story is the same. And I, I want people to know that. I want people to know that because I want people to know. Are you listening to me? If you're if you're cooking right now, if you're driving, just, just listen for one second. If you're in the middle of work, if you're at the gym, whatever it is, listen when I tell you. The reason I'm telling you this isn't to minimize your story. If it sucks, it sucks. I'm just telling you, other people have been dealt that same hand. I'm not minimizing your story. If it's traumatic, it's traumatic. If it's messed up, it's messed up. If it's hurt you, if it was abusive, if it was torturous, if it was violent, if it was in any way, shape, or form horrific, I'm not minimizing it. I'm just telling you, that other people have gone through it. Other people have been dealt this hand. I'm telling you it so that you know, no matter how alone you feel, you are not alone. And that's just the people I've met. You're not alone. 
And I also tell you it because I want you to know something. And I want you to know something that the people firing the missiles at you don't want you to know. The people betting against you who don't want you to know. The people who would smile to your face and stab you in the back don't want you to know. The people who are perpetrators of these crimes on you don't want you to know. I want you to know not only that you're not alone. Not only that others have gone through this. Not only that the others have been dealt the same hand. Not only that you have a community around the world that is cheering for you, but I want you to know that there are people who have been dealt the hand you've been dealt and won. They've won with the same hand you've been dealt. And nobody wants you to know that. Nobody wants you to know that. Not your enemies, not the people who put you in a box, not those gurus who are selling you their bullshit. None of it. Nobody wants you to know that. There are people who took the hand you have been dealt and won. And there is no reason, none, that you can't be one of those people. You look at everybody who ever bet against you and you tell them what I told my world when I was 20-something years old and I continue to tell them now that I'm 40-something year old. Your opinion is not my reality. That was so good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm going to cut that up and <laughs> put it out there. Uh, build someone up. Put their insecurities to sleep. Remind them they're worthy. Tell them they're magical. Be a light in a too often dim world. We posted that this week and our buddy Bindi shared it as well. I really love that. I feel like that that's what you're doing. That's what we're doing. And I think that that's, um, it's important that we, we add some light into this world and stop. I agree. I agree. And, and for people like Bindi and Terry and Robert mm -hmm. and Chandler and Luke and all the people at, at Australia Zoo, they are absolutely doing that. And they, they, um, they are wildlife warriors. And, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, so anytime Bindi shares something awesome, did I tell, did I tell, did you guys post a Bindi tea that, that I got? Yeah. On How, uh, Instagram story. Awesome. So everyone check out Bindi has tea mm -hmm. and yep. like everything <laughs> the Irwins do, it's top quality stuff, good stuff. And more importantly, uh, they put everything they make back into this vision from Steve Irwin. And that became, yeah the vision of Terry Irwin and Robert and Bindi mm -hmm. Irwin. And they have an incredible team of people. And these are, these are my people. Yeah. Like they are my people. I recognize my people when I see them. Uh, if they were hundredaires, thousandaires, millionaires, or billionaires, you would not know the difference. Mm -hmm. Those are my people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I support all the things they do. So, uh, Thanks, Bindi, for sharing that. And more importantly, yeah, to to be this light. There are so many people who are. Uh, you've heard all of you have heard me ad nauseum talk about the guru movement, and they they have to convince you you're drowning so that they can sell you a life vest. They have to, you know, con convince you you're ill so they can sell you the fix. And so, uh, you don't want me to hear, hear me say that again. But it is really important that even in 
your world even if even if uh, i'm so proud that that we have exposure to nearly 100 million people a month but if you don't if you have exposure to four people mm -hmm. a month then that you provide in a world that is looking to cut you in a world that's looking to judge you in a world that's looking to um to shoot down and, and depreciate your value, uh, help others see that they're worthy. Help others see that it's not over yet. The earth is still spinning. You're still breathing. If it's still spinning and you're still breathing, it ain't over. Get mm -hmm. up. Get up. Life will knock you on your ass. If you figure out a way for that not to be true, teach me. And if you're listening to someone who figured out the way for it not to be true, run for your life. They either experience no resistance or they're a sociopath. Mm -hmm. So they notice no resistance. Right. <laughs> like it's, it's one or the other. Uh, life is movement and movement requires. And intrinsic with movement is resistance. Yeah. They go together. So... If you have resistance in your life, there's movement. Think about it. Anytime you choose to do something, I'm going to better my life. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get a healthier relationship, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. You can be sure that all of these barriers are going to shoot up. That's resistance. That's the way that that works. That's how you can know you're on the right path. I remember Mark Twain said something like, well, let's, let's, I don't remember him <laughs> saying it. I'm older. <laughs> I'm older, but not quite that old. So I don't remember Mark Twain saying mm -hmm. it, but I remember reading <laughs> something Mark Twain, Twain wrote that said something to the effect of any time I made a decision in my life and encountered no resistance, I immediately reconsidered what I was doing. Oh, <laughs> because, that's good. Because it, it seems, it seems I, I remember seeing on our page, it, it's, it's, you know, go ahead and follow the masses. Mm-hmm. But just keep in mind that sometimes the M is silent. Yep. And and that's it. You watch these fads and you watch these crazes and you mm -hmm. watch these things happen. Um, and you realize that it oscillates between ridiculous and absurd. And very rarely uh, does it go anywhere healthy. So be, a, be a, a place where this stuff gets healthy. Be a place where, uh, where your health is the, is the end result where your health is the end result of, of your actions and your behaviors. Be in a place like that. Are you having trouble with your microphone? Is that what's happening? Yeah. What's... I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that, that's that fine. But I'm, keeps, like, falling. I wish with <laughs> all of my heart that we had a camera on you trying to figure this out. I don't know. Oh, you just, that's it's the other way. The Bring way. it towards you. You think I would know? It's righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. Oh. But you have to Actually, imagine you're facing it that way. See how 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 is that? How is that? Okay. Shout out to whoever invented righty tighty <laughs> lefty loosey. Um. So yeah. So you good? Yep. All right. So I think that that's really an important thing to mm -hmm. to establish in your life that you want to be, you know, one of these one of these bearers of light. Yeah. Um. And and you can find that balance in your life, and it just feels better. It feels better for you. And it feels better for those around you. Yeah, and if you don't if you don't have anything nice to say, <laughs> don't say it at all. <laughs> yes, more importantly that. No, listen, we well, have we have a culture that is a comparative culture. You see 
with the advent of of social media, you see how many people are out there who are saying, hey, don't don't try and compare. You'll hear it say, you know, don't compare your chapter 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, someone's chapter 30 to your chapter two, like mm-hmm. all this comparison stuff we're seeing in uh, rise and depression, suicidal attempts and all this stuff from teenagers, especially teenage girls who are, you know, having this com- comparative depression in mm-hmm. that sense. Like, yeah. oh, I'll never. And, and you see it. You see it. Even jokingly, you see it sometimes where you'll you'll see, um, um, you know, a celebrity will will tweet uh, or I won't say tweet specifically. A celebrity will post a picture of like their sonogram, like a really popular celebrity will post mm-hmm. a pic- picture of their sonogram and you'll see comment after comment like, wow, this sonogram already has more friends than I do. <laughs> and wow, this sonogram yeah. already has more likes. Or if the celebrity mm-hmm. is really attractive or it's a really attractive cu- couple, wow, this sonogram's already more attractive than I am. And that mm-hmm. kind of stuff is said oftentimes with humor. But <laughs> we have to know that the idea for that is there and that for every person laughing at it, somewhere, for every hundred people who find it funny maybe a thousand people who find it funny, there's somebody who takes that really seriously, who may say, wow, yeah, look, I'm trying my best. I'm doing silly things. I'm, I'm you know, mm-hmm. juggling and I'm uh, uh, dancing and I'm being silly and, and, and I'm not picking up new fans or followers. Uh, but this person posts, you know, th- the sonogram picture yeah. has more fans and followers <laughs> and likes than I do. And someone's going to take that seriously. And so we have to definitely be that light and know that our culture creates that you know how i feel about red carpets yeah i think that even made it into a book i always found it fascinating on red carpet night uh and they were bigger when it was it when it was less channels some of you might be too young to even know what that means but there was less channels on tv <laughs> so like there were less plays like a netflix didn't exist a hulu mm-hmm. didn't exist a youtube didn't exist and there was just like tv and and there was like three major networks three or four major networks and then the other ones were kind of like you know the outskirts you yeah. know it was like the outskirts so those red carpet type of shows there also weren't a hundred of them there was like three mm-hmm. really big red carpet shows and so people like would watch it and i always found it fascinating even growing up that you'd have these performers who are are at the top of their game. Like, do you know how many people are trying out to be something in Hollywood or in music? Do you know how many people are trying to make any sort of career at all there? And then the ones that do make it are invited to be in this and at this award ceremony and some who are going who are actually going to win the award so you have people who are dedicating their lives to chasing and going after their dreams and then the elite of them of those people who are going after and chasing their dreams are gathering in one place to celebrate that achievement and then we are sitting at home neither pursuing nor chasing our dreams (laughs) and instead criticizing what they're wearing yeah yeah 
and then wondering why the hell we're depressed. <laughs> we're sitting there criticizing what people are wearing, the people who are there who, who have dedicated their lives to chasing dreams, an, an elite amongst the elite. You've been to L.A. Yeah. I've been to L.A. 10 million times. The The caliber of person who's even just serving you lunch. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you want to talk about comparative, oh, like man. impossibly attractive people with amazing personalities mm. bringing you your salad. And you, you're looking at like, what chance would I have? And <laughs> like, if you didn't make it, like what on earth would I be doing here? And so yeah. like talk about comparison. So knowing how huge that field is mm -hmm. and, and then criticizing it. And it is absolutely, absolutely ridiculous to me. So again, that comparison, we have to, I think find ways to balance that. I, and in a lot of ways why I don't put any personal life stuff mm -hmm. on our social media because I, I want, I'm again, if I was a restaurant, I would want mostly pictures of the food we serve Yep. and you know, nights that it's busy and we decorated for something like, and that's really what our page is because I don't want you to, to look at my life like that. I want you to, live my live your life not mine and i think in many ways why we do feel empty and, and depressed is that we spend so much time i travel a lot so i'm in planes with people a lot and while i'm definitely usually listening to something sometimes i just have my headphones on and nothing's on i just i forget that they're on you know and and i'll i'll listen to other people's conversations and I've listened to people say, oh, what do you think that, you know, like the royal baby? Oh, well, I think that she does this and she does that. And then she said this. And then oh, one time, and then she did You know more about what that, that complete stranger thinks. Mm -hmm. You're you're talking about the, the princess or the duchess. You're talking about her and know more about her life and what she thinks and where she should probably do and, and how proud you are of her and how all that than you do of your own life. You're more aware and more analytical about her feelings and situation than you are of yours. Mm -hmm. And you are more likely to applaud her boldness while completely ignoring your own weakness. Mm -hmm. That, I think, is a thing. And I think that we engulf ourselves in the personal lives of all these people and Steph, it's not even their actual personal lives. It's the lives that they're presenting to you through the social media, the glimpses they give you. The glimpses they give you. And it's their that, proud moments. They're proud moments. It's it's what it's what uh it, it's it's what we do in our thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's what a restaurant does. They don't send you the day that the chef was feeling a little off and the food that you're not getting those pictures. No. It, if if I do an event or 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 doing gym shoot or doing something like that, and, and you get you guys get back fifty pictures, a hundred pictures, mm -hmm. posting the best ones, not posting the ones in jujitsu where I'm getting flipped on my head mm -hmm. or yeah. you don't see my face, but like my legs over my ear. Like mm -hmm. you're not seeing that. 
you're not seeing the one where I look like I'm eating the microphone or my mm-hmm. eye, one eye's closed and the other's open. I look weird. I look almost stoned or this one was blurry. You're not seeing any of those. You're seeing the best that, that there was yeah. for the story we're telling because you're going to post it with some sort of thought that I had at some moment or some sort of humble brag uh, that you guys are really good at with the uh, with the event, you know. So honored to have spoken to 10 million people today. <laughs> like the, the, the humble brag. You yeah. Know? So, so honored to just be invited to change planet Earth today. <laughs> you know, that kind of humble brag that we have mastered yeah. is going to come across with a picture that was selected. And, and more people should be honest about that, but they're not going to be. Yeah. So we have to know that when we're looking at those snapshots of people, what appears to be people's personal lives, that we don't in, in, engulf ourselves with that. And then when we turn off our TV, when we close our computer, when we turn off our phone, after living through their lives and paying attention so much to their lives and turning off your stuff, and you realize that you have not built nor cultivated anything of your own, you have become a master of someone else's relationship and someone else's relationship issues and you have countless opinions about what they should do and what they've been through, but you turn off your TV, you close your phone, you close your computer and you have neither mastered nor cultivated nor dealt with the relationship issues or absence that you have. So yeah, we're miserable. And you think that you're broken because what those celebrities are leaving out are the times that they're not taking pictures, the times that the cameras aren't rolling, the times that they don't look impeccable, and the times that they're calling people like me to help them through a day. Yeah. You're not hearing those. But once again, I tell you, it's happening. And whatever you're going through, you're not alone. I promise you, you're not alone. And the more that we're able to focus on our story, not the not what people tell us our story should be, not what the opinions of others should be, but what we have found to be true in our lives. Now, you asked me when this show started about a simple quote, opinion reality. You then asked when our buddy Bindi shared mm-hmm. the being the light in a t- too dim world. Yeah. I'm combining the two for the whole theme of this podcast because... That's what we need to do. What may be someone else's opinion may not be true to you. Avocados. I remember talking about this in in, in the movie. Avocados. Almost everything you look up, an avocado is a superfood. Steph, do you like avocados? I love avocado. You love avocados. They make you feel good? Mm-hmm. Yep. How do you eat your avocados? On toast. On toast. People will eat their avocados. I've seen them in a salad. Oh, yeah. That's good, too. I've just seen mm-hmm. just avocados. Just eat them Just plain. eat them. I've seen it everywhere. So and good. you will read incredible things about avocados literally designated as what they call a super food. Yeah. But for me, lucky me, I'm allergic. Mm -hmm. So if I eat an avocado, 
I will be doubled over in excruciating pain as though somebody is stabbing me in the gut. So what everybody else, what most people consider a superfood, super healthy, delicious, amazing on toast, amazing in a salad, amazing on its own, quick on the go, it's the good fat, it's all this stuff, all the things that you hear, the opinions are valid. Mm -hmm. But for me, Stephanie, the same thing is actually poison. I have to know that that not, not only applies to avocado, but it could apply to so many things in life. And that's why at this moment, even though I wrote it when I was 20, I mean it more than ever now in my 40s. Your opinion is not my reality. I will check and see for myself because what worked for you may not work for me. And what works for me may not work for you, but that's okay. We're both correct. We are both here to refine, improve, enhance, and, and find our passion, live our passion, be happy to share, to not just be this candle, but to, to light other candles with it, right? To be the light in a much different world, to, to create the light, to reflect the light, however the heck you need to do to get that light out there, to be that for someone. To allow for someone to be that for you. And for me, that's that's uh, that's a huge, huge uh, revelation in my life. And, and I continue forward. And hopefully somebody listening today, wherever you may be, this, this resonated with you. So do you want to get to some questions, some comments, questions? Do you have time? Uh, yeah, we have. Yeah, we have some time. All right, yeah, if you have time, I would love to get to some, some comments and questions. Folks, comments and questions can go to, where can they go, stevemariboli.net? Yes, where they can ask on Facebook. Usually I'll put out a post a oh. few hours before the show. Okay, on Facebook mm -hmm. or Instagram? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I go through the comments, so even if you miss the post that's saying we're doing a show, I'll go through the comments. Somebody sees 100% of the comments. Yes. Okay. So, do you hear that? Just <laughs> open any Steve social media yeah. page and close your eyes and click <laughs> comment somewhere and write whatever you want. Yeah. Someone's going to see it. Yeah, but don't make it too like don't make it like two weeks ago a post because sometimes it's hard to get through. There's like thousands of comments since then. <laughs> okay, so. so on a more recent one, not <laughs> yeah. a two weeks ago post. I'm ready. Okay, what you got? Okay, so Joshua on Facebook's he, on Facebook he has. What do you consider the most important ingredient in maintaining drive and focus on the way to success, sir? The most important ingredient for what? In maintaining drive and focus on the way to success. The four pillars of success, man. Been rocking this since I was a kid. 19 years old, maybe. The first time I wrote it, published when, it was 20, when I was 22. Four pillars of success, brother. Real quick. Intent. Vision, action, clarity. That's it. If, if you learn nothing else from any sort of business book, anything I ever say, if I drop dead tomorrow, remember the four pillars of success. You can apply it to business. You can apply it to your life. If you follow these four pillars, you will be successful. If you don't, it's questionable. All the people that I've known who have been successful follow these four pillars. 
All the ones that struggle do not. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. But I follow the four pillars. Intent is the first one. What do you want? Not now you it sounds silly, but you'd be surprised. Most people are ninja at knowing what they don't want, but not necessarily what they do want. And I mean specifically a target. What do you want? Not, I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. That's what you don't want. And not, I want to make more money. Because that's not true. Because if you made 10 more dollars this year, you succeeded. Mm -hmm. Would you feel like you succeeded? Nope. So be a specific. Let's give a specific target. Why? I'm going to tell you why in a minute. So that's intent. Vision. We must remember that 100% of your brain, 100% of your life happens in your brain. So how you visualize things matter. Do you think they are real? If you can't see it, if you can't think it's real, I promise you, you're already making a subconscious promise to yourself that you will fail. You have to close your eyes and visualize. Why? Because your brain is using the same patterns it would do if it was real. Because that's the only way your brain's ever going to see it anyway. So it, it's creating. It's like it's like you want to go running, but you don't stretch first. No, stretch first. Get the blood flowing to the places you're going to be needing. Get your blood flowing to the places you're going to be needing. Your brain needs that too. Visualization is the way you stretch your brain. Getting ready for the run. So you, you create that. You'll, you'll often hear Olympians and athletes. Let's say they run a big race. You'll often hear the Olympian and the commentary afterwards, like, oh, how you ran this race so perfectly. The, they'll, they'll answer and say, I, I visualized this thing a thousand times. I've run this race in my head a thousand times. Now I just got to do it in front of all of you. Hmm. It's powerful. So we have our intent. What do you want specifically? Your vision. Is it real to you? Are you warming up? Are you creating the space in your life for this intent to have have room and then the next part next pillar is action so you have intent vision next pillar is action action has two parts the first part is creating your blueprint creating your map that is where you take the thoughts you have from your intent and your vision and they are in the ether, right? They're out there, man. They're in your mind, man. Man. And then you are putting them on planet Earth, which means you are grabbing your pen and paper or you are grabbing your computer and pecking at it with your fingers. You are doing it that way. That is taking things out of the ether, out of the thought process, and putting them somewhere on Earth. They have now be welcomed themselves into the three-dimensional world by way of a list, a to-do list, or a map. Remember, I am somebody who not, does not in any way, shape, or form believe in goal setting. <laughs> I believe in goal mapping. Mm -hmm. So the first part of action is creating that list, that map. The second part, to quote Shakespeare, is to unass the couch and move. The second part of action is to move. To remember what Einstein said when he said, nothing happens until something moves. You must move. 
So you have your intent. What do I want? You have the vision. Is this real to me? Have I made conscious contact with this being possible? Action. Here is my map. Here is my blueprint. Boom. Movement. I am now moving towards this. I am on step one of the map. I am on step one of the blueprint. And then the last pillar, sometimes the most important pillar, is clarity. How do you maintain clarity? By looking at the map mm -hmm. and the list. Now the good news is you have used this system for every single successful run to the grocery store. You have your intent. You do not say, I need stuff. <laughs> you have a specific idea of what you need. We know what happens when you don't have a specific idea. That is very dangerous yeah. on the stomach, on the health, and on the wallet when you yeah. do not when you go to a grocery store without a specific thing in your mind. So you have the intent. You have the vision. It's real to you because you've been to the grocery store before. It's real to you. It's feasible. So you have intent. What do I want? Vision, it's real to me. Now you take action. You put it on planet Earth. In this scenario, it's a grocery list. I need eggs. I need bread. I need uh, diapers. I need milk. Whatever it is that you need, you write it down. And then what do you do, Steph? So you know what you want. It's real to you. You have your grocery list in your hands. Do you then stop and vision board? No. Do you <laughs> stop and meditate? No. Do you call upon the forces <laughs> of the universe to attract the bread, the milk, and the diapers into your cupboard. No. You go out to your car and you take your ass to the supermarket, don't you? Yeah. You take action. <laughs> because you know it's not happening any other way. No. And when you get there, how do you maintain clarity? You look at your list. Mm -hmm. You grab the bread, take it off the list. You grab the milk, take it off the list. Mm -hmm. Here's the diapers, take it off the list. And you go, you pay, you leave with your list all knocked off. And guess what? Ta-da! <laughs> success. Yeah. You have success. You know what happens when you don't follow one of those steps just to go to the grocery store. So how crazy are we to have our life goals and not follow those steps. Mm -hmm. So to answer Joshua, it is the four pillars of success. Apply that to your life. We use the grocery example. We'll use the example if you're going somewhere. You're, you're going to, let's say I invite somebody to my house for a barbecue. What are you going to say? Sure. Where do you live? I live in Long Island. Okay, cool. That's about an hour away. I'm just going to drive for an hour. You would never do that. <laughs> mm -mm. You would never do that. Why? Because when you don't know where you're going, every road takes you there. Yep. So you'll say something really important, a specific intent. Mm -hmm. Hey, Steve, you know, where do you live? <laughs> and they'll require an address. Yeah. So they'll have a specific intent. The vision, once again, it's real to them. They know they've been in that scenario before. They know that cars exist. They know that transport exists. They know that they can do it. It's real to them. Then action. What do they do? They go to their 
their GPS. Maybe they're old school and they go to their computer and print it out. <laughs> Either way, they take those thoughts and bring them to planet Earth where, where someone else can also see it. So they know where they are mm -hmm. and they know where I am. Right? And, yeah. that's, and that's what they need to know. And then the GPS or their MapQuest or whatever today's version of MapQuest is, is there. It prints out. It's ready. It displays. This is the, 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 our list. You're going to yeah. follow step one, this road, this road, this road, this road, and that's how you're going to get there. And then what do they do? Once again, Steph, they know my address. They know where they're leaving from. They have, It's real to them. They visualize it's real to them. And they now have their GPS telling them how long it's going to take, exactly what roads they're going to take. And what do they do? Vision board? No. Do they, do they say, I'm going to wait for the universe to attract Steve's barbecue here. No. no, they don't. They they do what Einstein said. Nothing happens until something moves. And now mm -hmm. I know I poke fun at those ideas. I think the spiritual ideas are magical and I think that they are wonderful. And again, I'll say till I'm blue in the face, where we go when we're not here, I don't know and neither do you. Neither does anybody. I believe it's somewhere beautiful and magical and blissful, and I know many people do, but I don't know. But I do know that while I'm here, Steph, when I have someone's address, I know where I am, and I have the list in front of me, the map in front of me. I do know that I have to listen to Einstein when he says nothing happens until something moves. I need, no, I need to get in my car and move towards the direction of this map. And that's... How do I maintain clarity on the way? I look at the map. Mm -hmm. And if there's a detour, it adjusts. On my phone, GPS, it adjusts. It, they'll even, it'll even talk to me. Hey, make a left here, make a right there. It's great. And I can just enjoy the journey because I have the map. Not like when I was growing up, my parents took a ride somewhere. There was no map. My dad's my dad. And they were like, oh, where are we supposed to turn here? My parents are fighting. My brother and I are fighting. Like, it's all chaos because there's no map. There's, there's no, no intent. Map. We're going that way. Like, it's just everyone's fighting. By the time you get to where you're going, everyone wants to kill everyone. It's not that way now. Four pillars of success. Mm -hmm. And, and you, you have that. And, of course, you get to the person's barbecue. And you wouldn't be surprised when you get there. Mm -hmm. Do you ever follow your GPS and you're surprised when you get there? No. no. You planned it. Yeah. You followed the, the you followed the map and you got there. That's the way I do. When people say, "How do you get so much done?" How do you? I've, I have a map for everything I'm doing, so I know where I am. Just like in your map, when you follow the four pillars of success, just like in your map, if you have to stop for gas, if you get a flat tire, if there's a detour, whatever happens, you know exactly where you are. So if if it's taking forever, there's traffic, no matter what. You don't have to be frustrated at all. You can just say, look, we're two miles away. Whereas if you don't have that map, you don't know where you're going specifically, and you still might be two miles away, but you get a flat tire or whatever, mm -hmm. you might abandon the whole journey because you don't know. You don't realize how close you are. Yeah. You know, that you hear that, you, you hear that expression, you know, people, people who, people don't realize when they quit how close they were to winning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can't unless you have a map. Yep. Then you can. And so 
for me, the four pillars of success. And I can I can apply it to every successful endeavor we have. I apply it to the simple ones like going to the grocery store or going to someone's house for a party or barbecue. I could apply it to any construction job, the the our, our supermarket uh, here in our hometown um, was once uh, just an empty dirt, mm-hmm. ugly dirt patch. Uh, and then one day there was a huge sign up of a picture of a beautiful shopping mall. Uh, 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 like a shopping center Mm -hmm. and um, above it said coming soon. And, you know, as the months and months went by, you'd see it slowly building, 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 building. And eventually, ta-da, there's (laughs) this still very beautiful uh, shopping center with with our our town supermarket. Well, that's the four pillars of success. So that landowner, he didn't have a broad intent or say, oh, I just want to make some money. Or, we should put something here. No, it had to be a specific intent. Let's build a really awesome shopping center with a supermarket. Great. Then they went to work on the vision. Not, that hadn't been built there yet. So they had to create a vision. Create a vision of what it would look like. And, what, and so he got with his engineers and his architect and got mm-hmm. that vision together. And then what did they do? Oh, we'll just remember this and wing it. No, they did. They took the next step, action, which is one, bring it to planet Earth. In this case, it's a blueprint. Right. It's a blueprint and a construction schedule. But again, things that from the minds of the owner, architect, and engineer to something we can all see. So from the ether to planet Earth, here it is. And then when they got that done, once again, there there's nothing to do but move, act upon that plan, act upon uh, those blueprints. And along the way, Steph, I'm sure there was bad weather, a shipment that didn't come in, some of the stuff came broken, they had to send it back. There's no reason to yell. We're on step 26. Mm-hmm. So right now we're delayed because the shipment's late, there was a storm somewhere, We they sent us bad lumber, whatever it is. It's going to delay it, but we don't have to be mad, upset, worried. We know we're on step 26, and we have to go to a step, you know, 100, whatever. Yeah. And eventually, it was done. They weren't surprised when it was done. They weren't surprised that it looked like what it looked like. After they put their vision together and put it onto a blueprint, it was so clear, such a clear intent and vision, that they were able to put up a sign with a picture of what it's going to look like. That's how clear their vision was, their intent and vision was. And then the actions they take, of course, it's just now you're just following a map. Yeah. You're following mm-hmm. a blueprint. You're following a plan. And when it was done, ta-da, it's not magic. It's magical because mm-hmm. it was beautiful to see that patch turn into something so beautiful. And now it, when I leave the supermarket, especially if I happen to leave the supermarket uh, at a time where the sun's starting to set over the bay, those supermarket doors open as you're leaving and, and you're staring at a small parking lot and on the other side of that parking lot is the bay mm-hmm. with boats in it, the sun mm-hmm. setting, the, the Empire State Buildings in the distance. Yeah. And it's just, it's so like beautiful. a postcard. Yeah. I tell people I live in a postcard. Yeah. I'm not kidding. And it's like a postcard and, and, and somebody had that vision. And Joshua, who asked this question, mm-hmm. What they applied was the four pillars of success. They don't call it that. I call it that. After all these years of of seeing what people do, I I stick with those four pillars. Those are the things that will help you maintain focus, 
maintain enthusiasm uh, and maintain clarity because you will have it mapped out. Life can be magical, but it's not magic. Map it out and enjoy the journey. Just a shout out to Nicole. She, you kind of answered her question on here. How do you balance and maintain staying patient while striving for big success? Uh, yeah. Shout out to her because you, you basically shout out to Nicole. Thank you answered. so much, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully that you'll find that answer in there. Yeah. And and a quick little uh, thing also, Nicole. More towards your question also is a, a little brain hack that I throw in there is with those maps and those blueprints and those grocery lists. You know how I said you get the bread and you check it off your list, check it off your list. It's a little trick that I'm actually employing there because when you write something down as a list and then you physically also check it off, you get a little dopamine hit there. Uh It's a little reward. Mm -hmm. So you're rewarding yourself. Instead of setting a big goal that'll happen next June, (laughs) you're writing a goal. You're writing goals when you do that list. So you have grocery list and bread goal. Milk goal, mm-hmm. diapers goal, cereal goal. Like that's those are little goals you're writing. Yeah. And so that's how your brain's seeing it. So when you go there and you grab it and you match the bread to the bread mm-hmm. on your list and you check it, <laughs> there's a little dopamine hit. That's why it feels so good to leave and have everything on your list. You're like, dude, you know, the, the modern era generation calls it adulting. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm adulting. Yay. <laughs> All you did was get some good dopamine hits because you set you set the desire to get organized today, to empty your inbox, to do all that stuff. Those are all little dopamine hits. So hidden in that explanation I just gave Nicole were little behavioral hacks where I'm tricking the people who follow this into loving how easy it is. And I'm tricking them in the sense that I know that they're going to get addicted to the positive ends of dopamine, which means I'm addicted to setting little goals and achieving them. And that's how you slightly move towards the, the, the life of your dream. The trajectory has been shifted with the positive understanding of how dopamine works. So there's my little trick, Nicole, just for you. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, thank you, Joyce, for your comment. She says, keep the podcast coming. I love, love, love them. Well, I'm definitely doing it. And thank you to Chris, to Steph, who... Um, who a lot themselves for my crazy <laughs> schedule. I definitely want to keep the podcast coming. So, so uh, their enthusiasm for it really makes it happen. So we're going to keep doing it if you keep listening, but make sure you tell other people so that we know this is going out to more and more people um, as we continue to grow this podcast and continue to grow our, our many social media channels. So please tell everybody, you know, Lisa, Lisa on Facebook, we kind of answered her question earlier in the podcast. She says, as a professional, how do you juggle family, professional obligations, and time for me? More specifically, what tools do you use to prioritize and prioritize and organize? As with many professionals, I find on occasion staying focused can be a task. What keeps you focused? Well, staying focused is always a task, even with non-professionals. Staying focused is something that primates have trouble with. And so because we, it's, it's what we focus on, it has to do with our agreement with reality. It has to do with the things we've tricked ourselves into being addicted to, that kind of stuff. So again, my, my life is a series of maps and lists, mm-hmm. and I follow them. And am I distracted? Yes. But do I follow that? No, because I have maps and lists. 
So again, if I have a map to go to someone's house for a barbecue and I pass a sign that says, oh, amusement park open <laughs> just one mile that way. <laughs> yeah, of course I want to go to the amusement park, but no, yeah. I'm going I'm going somewhere and yeah. I want to get there. And so I, I'm not, I know that on my list, I know it's a mile away. It's completely out of the way. I won't have time. And I only know that because I have my map uh, and I have my goals and my intentions. So it's easier to stay away from the distractions. I also tell you this from a place of a little more experience. So at times that I did succumb to the distractions and they're not worthy detours. They're just not. Some of the most poisonous, horrible shit comes looking the greatest. You know, it's, I think that in, in biblical times that way it was like a shiny fruit. <laughs> Eve just saw this just shiny, amazing, you know, it's like mm -hmm. starving people showing them amazing food. You know, yeah. it just, that's the way it comes. So, but not everything's the, the worthy detour. So I'm, I'm able to say focus and prioritize. I know what my priorities are and I know it because I map it out. I know it because uh, I, I take time to prioritize and, um, and I stay focused like that because every single time I haven't, it, it hasn't worked for me. So eventually I learn. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and, and, okay. I'm oh. so sorry. I don't know how oh. to say your name. <laughs> no, please say it no. flawlessly. Okay. And, and Anton, <laughs> I'm so sorry. A N T O I N E. Antoine. Okay, Antoine. He wants to know how long have you been practicing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? Not long enough. <laughs> and what was the driving force for you to take up this discipline? I'm currently a purple belt myself, but haven't rolled in a few years. Keep up the amazing work and many blessings, Oss. Um, not long enough, <laughs> and um. I've been working with uh, professional fighters for a while and uh, training alongside with them. Um, my dear, dear, dear friend Jenny Nadell um, has worked with me and to refine and enhance mm -hmm. my physical well-being for, for a good while yet, and she's an elite caliber kickboxing champion. Um, so the same gym at the, at, uh, that we train at side by side incredible fighters from ufc fighters to bellator fighters to international fighters uh, fighting all over the world multiple champions in that gym um and everyone always talking about jujitsu and so after kickboxing for uh for years and, and refining my skills in that and uh, losing not only a lot of weight but gaining a lot of mental strength uh, I finally uh, decided to help out a little bit and grapple a little bit and absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu as a discipline is, is right down my alley. Um, it, it keeps me fit uh, psychologically, physically. Um, it, is, it is high consequence, high pressure, problem solving. And whether it's like Professor Danaher says, whether you're creating dilemmas, uh, or solving dilemmas, or or just peaking uh, peaking uh, um, peaking your own uh, personal strengths and, and getting to yourself to know yourself better. To whatever degree you want, you can do jujitsu. And um, surrounded by, unfortunately, surrounded by amazing people, both uh, both on Long Island in the championship gym uh, that is Longo and Weidman. Uh, MMA and in New York City where I train as a part of and, and I'm honored to be a part of Team Henzel Gracie. So uh, in both those gyms, I'm surrounded by world-class athletes that are professional, world-class people that are also athletes, and um, 
And I, when I tell you not long enough, if a time machine existed, one of the things I would do is go back and start uh, jujitsu at a much younger age. Uh, but keep going, brother. Get back in the gym rolling. Uh, if you're asking this question, then jujitsu has still, you still have the jujitsu bug where you're thinking <laughs> about it when you're driving or in the shower. You're yeah. wondering, what if I put my, my hand this way instead? <laughs> or what if I hold? He knows exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. Uh, get back in there and roll a little bit, brother. It's uh, it's good. And there's going to be someone in there that's just starting to roll again. And, and that way uh, you guys can get uh, back into rolling shape a little bit better, man. But thank you, brother. And cheers. And if you're ever in New York City, swing by Henzo's and, and would love to get a roll with you. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for submitting your questions. Is that it? That's it. If I could drop the mic, I would. <laughs> if they weren't on these stands, I would. Hey, listen, everybody. Thank you so much. Again, you see that this show is just for you. If you noticed, you didn't have to swipe a debit card. Nope. You didn't have to pay anywhere. There's no subscription anywhere. You're not bombarded by commercials. This is just on my free time. I'm sitting down here and my excellent team that already puts out all of our stuff for you to look at and read and everything uh, for free uh, wants to add another dimension of how we can impact the world uh, without it costing you anything. The only thing I ask of you is that you share. If something I say empowers you, inspires you, it's going to do it for someone else. Um, and we're so good at that on our social media. Reaching reaching shy of of 100 million people a month is insane. Uh, and I can't be more grateful because we don't put a dollar into it. We no. don't we don't advertise. Mm -hmm. We don't do anything. And even when we post, we don't say, hey, please share this. Nope. We don't. We just. But I'm saying now share it. If we can reach that many people without asking you, then if I ask you, then share. Do me a favor and share something. Be something positive on someone's timeline. And if and if that is you sharing uh, one of my things that, that touched you in some way, uh, then it's probably going to touch someone else. Remember mm -hmm. what I said in the beginning. We we think we're going through this stuff alone, but we're really not. And and for me, it's it's more validation because don't forget that these quotes, these quotes weren't written for books. These are my notes. These are like personal messages to myself. These are my journals. My books and my pages are my journals that are publicized because this team has no respect of my <laughs> privacy but but it's it's really stuff that I feel like I I go through and what it means to me to go through it and, and like I say I bleed on paper what it means to me to bleed on paper and then to see hundreds sometimes thousands of comments that are like me too oh my god you're in my head mm -hmm. i needed this today exactly what i'm going through oh my god and then tell i love i i look at the instagram ones a lot also and so i love when they're tagging each other and they're yeah. like oh my god look you know friend this is this is what we were talking about the other day or oh this is what you needed or look synchronicity we were just talking about this and he just posted this like that shit makes me so happy. Don't you love to see when it's strangers too, like strangers commenting on the other strangers post? Like, yes. Thank and you it, so much like, for saying that. So comment. I'll embarrass myself for a second. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm sitting somewhere and like I start crying. Yeah. <laughs> so like because look, because here here's the thing. Uh -huh. I went through this shit. Mm -hmm. So some of those things that I wrote, even if it was ten years ago, like I can smell what that felt like. like yeah. Like some of that shit's traumatic and it fucking hurt. Man. Yeah. 
And so I, I do see it like I bled on paper, like, here it is. <laughs> and when I see other people inspired or empowered by it, mm -hmm. other people moved by it, and then sending it to others to help them. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm, so I'm like sitting on yeah. a plane or a train. Like with my headphones on and I'm crying. Like people are like, who is this lunatic? And what's happening in his life that he's, I'm just sitting there crying. Like it's so ridiculous. Yeah. But, but uh, it really makes my day to mm -hmm. know that this is, this is what we do. Like yeah. this is what we do. Like this is. This is incredible. Mm -hmm. So thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for everything you do. I'm sending you big hugs from wherever in the world <laughs> I am at any given time. I love you all. Let's keep going. Help help one another. Inspire one another. And, uh, and take no shit. See that? I had to throw that in there. You know what I wanted to say? What? Real quick. I know everyone's like, dude, are you ending this? I'm ending it right now. Let me just finish one more thing. <laughs> While I was saying make the list, yeah, I was thinking the other day because somebody, somebody who's about to get pushed to the outskirts is keeps you know. I told you when people text and it's always drama, drama. Mm -hmm. You start, you start earning a, you start earning a spot on the outskirts. Yeah, and I felt like sending a picture. Cause you know how sometimes I send pictures. Yeah. So for those of you who aren't. <laughs> <laughs> so familiar personally familiar with yeah. me i tend to take life really humorously mm -hmm. and while i can dissect it with the greatest of neurocognitive scientists i also think this shit's really funny mm -hmm. and so i'll often send like silly pictures or something like that so i felt like pretending i wrote a list and taking a picture of me holding a list and saying here's my list of shit i need you'll notice your bullshit's not on it <gasps> How oh great my. would that be? We have to make like a skit That's of it. That's so funny. That's so you. We have to make a skit <laughs> of that. I have a whole list of stuff. Oof. If you notice, your bullshit is not on it. That's funny. It is not on the list of shit I need. It's not even last on the list. It's we, not on there at all. So we have to do we like gotta that make kind that, of skit. We got to put that on Giphy. Some, we have to like make that a GIF yeah, or something. Something like make that. Make that available. All right. I'm done That's boring funny. everybody. Listen, I love you all. Check out stevemaraboli.net and our Instagram, Facebook, and only interact with the blue <sighs> verified pages, please, because the ones that look like my page but aren't blue verified they're trying to steal from me <laughs> trying. we've noticed they're trying to steal yeah. from you and so do not only deal with our page remember i will not send you a message from any of our social media pages i will not initiate a message our team will not initiate a message we will only answer messages you send to our page so if you get a message initiated from me that's like Hey, figured I'd talk with my fans on the side. That shit ain't no. me. It is not me. Run. That's why they won't call you. They won't voice memo. I do 99% voice mm -hmm. memos. So that's why they will not do that because they ain't me. Nope. <laughs> I'm done. I'll see you next time, folks. Wait, that's your line. Wait. All right, that's your line. Big okay. hugs from New wait, York. Wait, no, If you're going to do my, my line, line. If you're going to do my line. All right, so wait. Did I say big hugs from New York? You said sending you big hugs. From wherever, because from wherever. by the time they hear this, I'm guaranteed not even going to be in New York. I'm here for like two seconds. Okay. So anyways, big hugs from wherever. See you next time. Nice. Nailed it. <laughs>